She fights evil by moonlight, never runs from a real fight, and also has some really cool Sailor Moon gifts themed after her. This holiday season, if you're in need of a present for the Sailor Moon fan in your life, then you should check out fun.com. Fun.com carries all of the great gift ideas, including collectible Funko Pop Sailor Moon figures, novelty mugs, and even some really cute anime-themed apparel, like the Sailor Moon Fair Isle Ugly Christmas Sweater, which we both love and have. Fun.com's awesome selection of merch doesn't stop at Sailor Moon. They also have the best selection of gifts, clothing, and toys for other brands like Star Wars, Disney, Harry Potter, Marvel, DC, and more. And if you use the link in our show notes, you can get 15% off of your order. So head over to fun.com. Did You Have To is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Nisha's quirk, stress ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, waifu warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Did You Have To? I'm Kate. And I'm Isha. And we're here with Aisha, also known as Mama Loves Manga. Hey, thank y'all so much for having me. I'm super Thanks excited. For and if you all don't know her work, it's extensive, it's awesome, it includes the Yaoi Shelf, the Yuri Cast, and a whole bunch of thirsty hentai tweets that make me feel so, 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 so seen. Love it. <laughs> um, but today, if you haven't guessed by the title that you clicked, it's hentai and it's art. We're going to be talking about the wonderful world of hentai. We're going to follow suit to our Yaoi episode a little bit and have this be a 101. So if you weren't real, if you don't know what hentai is, we're going to tell you what it is. But this is also where I say, please put the kiddos up because, yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about porn, guys. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Um, <laughs> so to start things off, I'm going to get real formal and just do the Wikipedia definition of the terminology, which is hentai is a kanji, a kanji compound of hen, which means cha uh, change, weird or strange, and tai, which is appearance or condition. It also means perversion or amorality, especially when used as an adjective. Within the context we're gonna be talking about it though, it is specifically anime and manga pornography. Um, and it is, it's not technically a genre of media. It's more of just a thing something is. Kind of how like anime is not a genre. It's a medium, right. but not a genre. I don't know if people, I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> to people. I think it does. Um, <laughs> it does. Um, but yeah, so it'll also get used as a descriptor. Uh, for things, so according to Wikipedia, the example they use, very interested that Wikipedia used this example. Um, for example, outside of Japan, a work of animation depicting lesbian sex might be described of might be described as Yuri hentai, but in Japan, it would just be Yuri. 
uh, which I think is really interesting. And yeah. it's going to lead me to the question that I want to ask because we did our Yaoi episode. I love me some Yaoi and we have a Yuri and Yaoi expert on the podcast today. <laughs> what? Not why why is there a difference why why like why is there do you do, do any of y'all have any ideas as to why there's a difference between like yuri like why yuri and yaoi aren't technically hentai when we think about it hmm. i don't have any like concrete you know evidence but just from my personal experience and opinion it seems like Hentai in general, like what we typically consider hentai, tends to be very straight leaning. Like it has a very specific audience that it caters to yeah. that mm-hmm. Yuri and Yaoi don't typically cater to. So I kind of wonder if it's just like, I almost wonder if it's just not seen in the same way because let's just face it, because men aren't necessarily consuming it in the way that they are consuming hentai. Mm. But I don't know if that's actually true. That's just kind of the vibe that I get. Because really, if you're reading like explicit yaoi or explicit yuri, especially if it's uncensored, to me, that's still hentai because it's still pornography. But a lot of people, like you said, they don't consider it that. And it could also be maybe storytelling um, because to be fair, a lot of like things that are categorized as hentai don't really focus on story that often. Right. Some do, but most of them are very much just about the sex. And Yuri yeah. and Yaoi, while there are some that are mostly about the sex, a lot of them do have like an actual story and plot and all that stuff. So that could also be part of it. But those are just kind of my assumptions, you know. So don't quote me. (laughs) (laughs) Misha, what about you? I had just always thought of like the way I differentiate it. So like I, same thing, I always wonder like, why isn't it all one thing? But like when I think about hentai, it it always feels more graphic and less plot to me, at least the ones I have consumed which, you know, being adults here on this podcast and we're in this episode. So, but like when I think about it also, since y'all, I, I feel like people have heard of our podcast, our bonus Patreon podcast, Manga Trash. Y'all know me and Kate read some hentai. So, but even then I feel like there's a difference because Blue Flag, Young Love, no, I don't want to use Blue Flag because that's Shun and I, and that's not Yaoi, but like there's Yaoi series like Given, which to my point, that I don't think of as well, graphic. So this is as, that's where we get into like the weird like boys love shown and I yaoi. Right. What is what <laughs> description? Mm-hmm. Right, but it's like I can definitely think of like you know what? There's hentai that I've read, but I will not like easily recommend them to people. But there's yaoi that I've read where I'm like, yeah, go read it. And it's because of like yeah. I think of, before asking somebody, and that's like hentai is much more graphic mm-hmm. and like very more and much more detailed, even though some stuff might be blurred out, but. Mm-hmm. With Yuri and Yaoi, I feel like just as the general genre, I don't think they go, like it's not heavy on the smut, if I put it that way, if we want to put it that way. Like it doesn't lean heavy on smut, but might it might just like teeter and then there's stuff that's just for the story. Mm. So question, is there a difference between like Jose smut and hentai then too? Like, does that get the same delineation? Because if you think of something like Fire in His Fingertips or yeah. like My Boss is an XL, something like That's that, hentai. that is like, yeah. <laughs> well, and <laughs> actually, I, yeah, I think that Fire in His Fingertips 
has actually been marketed as hentai for women. Um, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that because like mm-hmm. actually um, me and like my Thirsty Thursday live stream crew, like we talked about um, fire and fingertips. And that was one thing that we were pretty excited about because it was being marketed as hentai for yeah. women, which mm-hmm. kind of annoys me because hentai really is for all genders. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah. But like, yeah, hentai for women, because it is pretty it is pretty explicit, but yeah. it's like explicit with a story. And so I'm, it just makes me go back to like, maybe it is just like a, a story thing because like yeah. you said, mm-hmm. Nisha, like Yaoi and Yuri tend to more likely have an actual plot. Like there's actual, right, it's, yeah. it's about, it happens. It tends to be more about like romance in a lot of ways, like the actual romantic yeah. couple mm-hmm rather than just sex which I am literally looking at my stack of hentai physical books and none of like very few of these stories actually focus on the relationship yeah it's right. the sex like 95 percent well it's also making me think too because mm. like I'm I'm rolling I'm going through like my yaoi rolodex in my head of like the things I have on my shelf but also the things that I've read and honestly like the only the only one that I could see even being close to like hentai mm. as like as we kind of the funny thing is, is I don't even know names of hentai because I've just watched it without mm. like the mm-hmm. names necessarily and I I read Jose Smut, or it's clad- mm-hmm. categorized as Jose Smut, but now I'm like, I guess right. that is just hentai. But like, it is. It's just the I think of like Cast Heaven, like Cast Heaven <laughs> is like the only thing that could potentially I think is like, that's just sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very problematic, as everybody should know here. That's what <laughs> I like it because that's just, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I have problems. But I will say um, that like, I think a lot of like Scarlett Barrico's work, mm. um, like one of my favorites, one of my guilty pleasures is Jackass. And yeah. there it's look, there are some pretty explicit scenes, mostly toward the end. Like it doesn't get too explicit throughout the main part of the story, but toward the end, you get there's like a an on the on the high school roof scene that you yeah. get. And it's pretty detailed, but I still don't know that I would consider it hentai because it's so like plot driven and like care like it just there is a story to it so because even if i think of something like uh because like one of my favorite yaoi is twittering birds which has a lot Mm -hmm. of sex a lot Mm -hmm. like from beginning to end Mm -hmm. but it also has an extensive like mafia power struggle Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and when i think of hentai I'm just like, ooh, weird sex sometimes. And yes. I use the I use the word weird because like it's not romantic sex a lot no. of the time. Yes. It is just oh. like yes. what are these what are things we can do with these anime characters that we can't yes. do with actual humans? Yes. Literally like, sign is a great example. Because when you say weird, like they accidentally end up having sex. We're like <laughs> accidentally as in like I oh, forgot about so sign. Bad? Yeah, she fall in the dick, and I love it. But I'm no, like, yeah, and so sign is a manhwa on on uh, on, Len- on Lezen. Uh huh. One, it's so good. 
but two yeah they kind they kind of accidentally have sex it's they weird just accidentally end up in a relationship but, yes. but that one to its credit has a really extensive plot about ptsd and mm. trauma mm. and mm. like uh and disability and like mm-hmm. i wrapping this wrap back around when we think of hentai and you kind of look for the origins like the origins of hentai at least according to this uh kotaku article which was written by a white person so please don't please don't blame me if it's wrong i'm using the sources i have um uh just it goes back to um i believe it's uh to the old wood carvings of pornographic material and then that would then that then translates to like the current hentai uh you know pornographic pornographic market and Mm -hmm. i remember listening to yadoya travis's anime in america and they did this really extensive dive into hentai and one of the reasons uh if somebody says hentai what's the first thing that comes to mind um, for me, I don't know why, but boobs. I don't know. Boobs. Yeah, I. Hmm. Nisha, I think it's Dao Jinshi. God damn it! Oh. Okay, I was hoping somebody else would say tentacles, so I didn't have to. Oh, <laughs> yes. sorry. If you mean in general, yes, yes. yes. I like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh my bad. I was thinking about for me. Thanks. Right. But I was thinking yes. about the things that I like. I like boobs. So. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, yes, tentacles is the first thing everyone says. Yeah, I do think it's safe to say that uh, people who don't read this and have their own preferences, like everybody on this podcast, would just say tentacles. Yeah, I mean, actually, Mm -hmm. tentacle porn is how I kind of was introduced to hentai way back in like 2004, 2005. Um, Yeah, when I first stumbled across like hentai videos online definitely tentacles so yeah okay Mm -hmm. I can see that (laughs) and they were they were explaining in that podcast how the reason tentacles started was because you couldn't draw penises Mm, but you could draw tentacles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so essentially they would use tentacles as a stand-in and that's kind of like maintained so there's a lot of toy usage in hentai there's a because like that's something you can Mm. show Mm. um and then one of the other things that it pointed out is there is also censorship in Japan where you can't show certain parts of the body and so you blur it out. And when it came to the United States, you ended up with Americans being like, but I want to see the P and the V. Like, (laughs) why can't I see it? (laughs) And that led to the hentai publishers pushing to have unedited pieces of the work. And so you would have people, uh, you would have either uh, there were the originals that were uncensored that would then come, or you would have people going in and editing it. And from a fan perspective, again, this podcast encourages you to buy people's work. Mm -hmm. But in the scan community, there are people with the title Dick Redrawer because Mm. they will go in and edit (laughs) Raws to draw in the parts of the body that were censored Mm -hmm. and so there what I what I find really fascinating and is like I don't think that I will ever understand hentai in the Japanese context because I'm so like because of where I live because of how I've consumed hentai and because like really the only company and a prolific 
standpoint is Faku, who, mm-hmm. who's who's do who's publishing hentai at a really extensive rate, both video and 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 uh, and manga as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you look at Fa- uh, Faku's um, trajectory in business, it's very similar to Crunchyroll, and they did it all illegally. And then they started and then they started working with people and now it's all the up and up. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we think about like how Americans consume hentai or like how we consume hentai, I know you were, you mentioned how you first came into it. Like what, what were some of the first ways that you were, y'all were introduced to hentai and like, right. do you seek it out now? I'm sure everybody can guess they will be on the edge of their seat. Yes, we do. <laughs> Um, so I guess I think I feel bad I keep going first like why do I keep answering you're the guest okay okay so um I specifically remember like I was in college it was my freshman year and um I didn't grow up like I didn't have a computer when I was like living at home but as soon as I got into high or into college and I made friends actually my husband now we were (laughs) we were friends and dating then and I would like get on his computer and like just look up random stuff and I came across hentai I came across <laughs> tentacle porn and I was like what is this and I I actually this would have been back let's see this would have been 2004 2005 so I want to say that I just kind of like would just type it in the browser and then whatever popped up Faku probably Faku was part of that back then but everything was illegal yeah <laughs> like everything was like you had to you know like download so it was like very very sketch um but I can't quite remember exactly what it's like because it's like random stuff and I actually for the longest time my only um like resources were illegal sites you know and like I would just again I would just search hentai videos and then whatever site popped up that had stuff that I liked like there was one site that I used to go to called (laughs) (laughs) wetpussygames.com that still exists straight to the point (laughs) I used to go to that because they would have they had like they had like sex games but also hentai and like totally like the hentai was totally illegal you could tell it was totally illegal but I wasn't thinking about that back then and it wasn't until pretty recently like maybe in the past couple of years that I um came across like Faku and it's like you know the way it is now and was like oh wait I can get this stuff legally (laughs) like legitimately and so from there I mostly consume my hentai through Faku um and I do have like a relationship with a doujin publisher um and they also put out some like hentai doujin like um Iridori comics oh Um, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so and (laughs) I am they're always like hey if you want something, tell me and I'll give it to you. Okay. But like, there's some hentai doujin that I also like, but mostly it's mostly through Faku anymore. Um, and I mostly consume it um, through like books, through the manga rather than um, video. I yeah. think TBH video, there's sometimes there's too much plot. And I'm just like, I don't want to have to sit through all of the actual like plot. So it's easier when I'm reading to just like flip to 
you know, the good parts. <laughs> I feel so seen because I am reading a a yaoi right now where like they switched the characters. And so now I'm having to go through the introduction again. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, there was <laughs> next, please. Um, I will say for me, I accidentally stumbled on to hentai when I was an impressionable youth because I looked up Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon at the same time. Hey. <laughs> no. Um, no. Yeah. Oh so God. I got that, um, which if you don't know, there are quite a few hentai out there where it is Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. So young impressionable Kate saw those stills and then clicked videos and that's what opened the door. It's maybe why I have an unhealthy love of Vegeta. I don't know. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> but so so that was how it started. And then um I I mean I've watched, I don't think I've ever watched like full hentai series or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like it was always like, oh, cool, porn. <laughs> watch a clip um yeah. but what i did do is i played a lot i don't remember the oh it was hentai flash games dot something <gasps> i know and that i <laughs> i would play the Ero, uh eroge and if you don't know what eroge is it, it's it's a, it's a portmanteau for erotic game mm-hmm. and so it's an entire genre of gaming in japan where it's a lot of visual novels it's a lot and it's all yep. just porn you're playing through porn <laughs> like Yo, and the- it, it, it's, it. it's like it's an entire one i feel like the u.s needs to have this it's, it's really cool yeah. um so that was actually how i consumed hentai for the longest time mm. was just playing through a rogue again illegally through hentai flash games dot whatever mm-hmm. um and that was it and now um i don't do that anymore because i'm not a teenager although it would be interesting to to play yeah. one in the current gen of what things are and not a yeah. flash game right um but now i just read it i, I or i think i read it I know I had a Faku subscription for a while. I'm not going to lie. I, I, there wasn't enough plot. I feel like I need at least a little bit of plot to get pulled in to justify staying up to read like 60 Mm -hmm. chapters or something. But then again, a lot of the stuff on on Faku isn't even multiple chapters. It's one chapter. And I'm like, but I want to get invested in the sex. And so um, I, I I just read. Um, it, actually, I have found myself relying on uh, manhwa sites a mm, lot more. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. Leshin, Tappy Tune, Tapas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like ex- exclusively manhwa, but it's mo- which is if you if you're not familiar with manhwa, um, manhwa is Korean manga. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which I don't know why it's Korean. I, I've never looked it up, but like it's like. It has to do with like the styling and stuff like that but anyway yeah and just the art i also i used to study korean and like so I, yeah but yay anyway. <laughs> like I, I mean we also had a conversation about taemin and kai and right. him, like so i'm kind of a is... korea boo <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh 
Um, I am too, though. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, so that's where I am in my hentai journey. Um, I was actually really let down because when I got my Faku subscription, I went to their BL section and I was just like, this is, there's like nothing here, yo. Like, and I, I think they own Kuma, right? That's mm-hmm. their, there's like nothing there. Yeah. I already have everything that they've put out. Um, <laughs> so. hmm. Nisha, mm. where are you on this chaotic scale? Okay, so y'all remember a thing called LimeWire? Yes. 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 Okay, that's, so mm-hmm. I almost broke the family computer because <gasps> I was trying to find the new Inuyasha movie that had came out that year because I had I was putting it on my PSP. Mm. And I was just like, I had found the other ones with no problem, so I thought I could find it. Um, what I did find was <laughs> Inuyasha no Jinshi movie. Like somebody illustrated a whole ass movie. It was ter- like looking back on it, I know it was terrible. Like terribly, not, I mean, someone put their heart and sweat into it, but it was terribly made. Is <laughs> it oh. heart and sweat and not heart and soul? I feel- <laughs> you know they were sweating. Their soul was in it. It's not their soul. It was. It was a love for it, and they made it. So then that sparked my interest, and I immediately deleted everything from the computer <laughs> but because you had a psp and if you knew how to like you know hack it and everything clear shit um i was able to like search for <laughs> entire on there <laughs> i would literally be smart like, one mm-hmm. you you <laughs> i knew what to do and how to do it and not get caught <laughs> I I got hentai searches blamed on my brother one time and I didn't say a word my brother is also nine years older than me so it was like right before I was leaving or no no sorry like nine years younger than me not older younger so it was right when I was leaving the house so he was hitting right in his like 12 year old stage Mm -hmm. and my mom was like yeah, I hope nobody in my family listens to this. <laughs> I never, I hope no one either. Cause like, since you talked about getting caught, that's why I was so scared about getting caught. Cause my, I come from a very Christian black household. And as oh, soon as they yeah. would have seen the man with the dog ear, <laughs> it would have been like, who brought this demon? Into right. I mean, so, I could not risk getting caught. So yeah, no. Right. So from there, like it took me down a rabbit hole because, you know, I was able to search for things on my PSP and I was able to find stuff. And I eventually, like most people, because broke and have no money. So mm-hmm. scan sites, um, learned about what Jose was, learned that I was a Jose, a Jose slut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my jam. But yeah, and I feel like that's kind of where I was at until like, I realized like, oh, there are legal means that don't risk a virus. And mm-hmm. I can go and explore this further. But I do feel like for me, I prefer doujinshi. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's just like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know these people. I don't know these people, their motivations. So I need characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I need to know their motivations. But then there, but then I now since like doing this podcast with Kate and like other things, I feel like we recommend things back with each other. So it's like, now I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a good yaoi. I have this forced is- her to read so much yaoi. Okay, not force, but I'm like, hey, hey, here's a giant man and a smaller man. This is the dynamic you like. You know my brand because I love a tall and a what? A small. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because that is why I'm reading Titan's Bride. But, uh, and it's such trash. (laughs) But, (laughs) 
Like it, mom, I hope you never. That's the equality we're asking for. A tall and a small, no gender specifics, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, because there is that other one I like too, with the two girls and their friends, and like she's super tall and a tomboy, and then she's just small and dainty. I just, oh, I love it so much. But, oh, uh, and like, yeah, so like, I think that's where I'm at now with mm. it. Just, you know, I look for Dajinshi. I, I have, because we did Manga Trash, I learned that Fire and His Fingertips and Bosses and Excel had anime. Mm-hmm. And also because of Titan's Bride had anime. So those have really, there's been other ones by chance, but I think I prefer reading it first. And if it's mm-hmm. good enough, so I guess where it gets to anime, I will watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess technically, okay, so you talking about your games, Kate, reminded me that Fate State Night is literally just, it started off as a, say it again, Ergay. 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 That's all it was before the anime series. So it's, it's, it's fascinating mm-hmm. because I also did play some of those because I was like, free anime game online. (laughs) (laughs) And I found... This is why I don't believe a single weeb who says, oh, I don't watch hentai. Yes, you do or you have. I know you asked stumbled upon that. And I think it it goes back to the whole tentacle thing because like, I'm like, no, I don't watch tentacle porn. But like, I feel like that's what most people will say. Like, I don't watch hentai. I don't watch that tentacle shit. And I'm like, you know that it's like not just tentacle monsters right, right? although <laughs> i liked the t- like I, yeah. right i was a fan but i also if you'll see my twitter i frequently talk about my love of interspecies hentai i love monsters and aliens I love it. I, I see why it, you and Kate get along well. I mean, a reason, like a good the reason I am reading Kaiju number eight is not for the plot. That's all I will say. <laughs> I'm just like, give me that monster tick. Like, let me just, I just want to, I just want to see it. I just want to, I just want to look at it. It's a peak. Just I just like, I always tend towards like, oh, and see, this is why we had like emotions brought up with us when we reviewed Beastars. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this panda hot? <laughs> I'm fully I'm a I am a fur I get I get shamed regularly by my, <laughs> my co-host from the yellow shelf because I am a deviant furry and she's always like he's in high school Lagoshi's in high school I'm like Lagoshi's a wolf uh, <laughs> if he's in high school the rules are not the same you can still get it <laughs> trying to justify <laughs> i will justify i will fight everyone else about like my with my morals about like not sexualizing minors but tell me that i can't thirst over lagoshi and i will fight. <laughs> well no that's what i mean like them trying to justify it by saying he's in high school i'm like he's a wolf he's technically grown he's up to be 17 in wolf years so right he's I'm probably like, dead if inuyasha and kagome can be together we your argument is me. It's like leave me alone <laughs> i would love uh, to see b stars um doujin though i like, want really- to it's out there. also also okay. i know and some and i tweeted it or i put it on instagram and somebody was like because uh, i was like b stars is a yaoi and no one can tell me otherwise like but the author <laughs> made harry and like, I, was like, I don't give a hell <laughs> what the author said right there was too much like, tension oh, in some of them thing. <laughs> too like, much tension in some of those scenes spoiler for b stars jump 30 <laughs> seconds forward 
but you don't let a man eat your leg if you don't love him. That's all. I'm like, come on now. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The facts are there. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just Yowie Lurge. Not Yowie. Yeah, Yowie Logic right there. It really is. Honestly, anti logic because that's the type of arrow guy. Like, oh no, the only way to give you this magical power is transferred through my dick. <laughs> that's a, that is literally anti yowie does everything. Oh, I am reading, so there, so this is something become the eye episode. I'm, I will ask Ooh. a real question after this, but first I want to say, that there is a manhwa on Lesbian called uh, The Fate something or other. It's really pretty art. I'll link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But like there are goblins and reapers and then there's humans and spirits mm-hmm. and goblins survive off a of yang energy, which is what humans have. And okay. so in order to stay alive and protect the human that he's protecting, he has to suck his dick. Semen has the most <laughs> amount of yang energy <laughs> and it is so hilarious to read and in my head I'm like yo mangaka you could have just said they wanted to fuck that's all you had to do I just tried not to scream because I feel like I would have really made somebody mad or jerk a car (laughs) wow anyway on the side note we are three women of color talking Mm. about hentai Mm -hmm. talking about sexy anime Mm -hmm. and I have to ask how do you all feel about the stereotypes behind people who watch hentai and like Mm. hentai in general because it it is extremely stigmatized Mm -hmm. overall um I mean to the point that anytime there is a like even cleavage on my screen in anime my husband's like why are you watching hentai I was like it's not hentai it's just Mm -hmm. food wars um but you know food wars yes um Um, it's interesting because I feel like so my audience in general is very accepting of my love of hentai surprisingly I think a lot of it is because in the beginning I not purposefully, but I did kind of present a more wholesome um, <laughs> vibe at the very beginning. Um, I don't know why, like, it just was, it just was that way. And so then when I started talking, like revealing more and started talking about hentai, I think people were more so like, oh, wow, that's really cool, rather than, oh, wow, that's gross. And I think it has a lot to do with me being older than the general fandom, like, mm-hmm age range also a mom um because people are like whoa you're a mom and you like hentai that's cool like you know like I have had people say I wish you were my Mm -hmm. mom which in a lot of ways sounds creepy now that I think about it (laughs) but like I've I have not personally dealt with like negativity about it online but I will say that in real life like in my daily life, I don't like readily volunteer that information because I know there is a st- like there is so much stigma, um, mm-hmm. and I know that there is this like just in general for a woman to be sexual at all. <laughs> and I again live in Oklahoma in a very conservative area, 
that I just could not like be mm-hmm. super open about it in like real life just because yeah like people would associate that with like devil stuff I don't know like you're a heathen you're like a terrible person you're disgusting you know whatever um Mm -hmm. but I do think honestly because I'm a woman I do think that people in general like online are more accepting yeah I think if I were a man especially of like the neck beard variety yeah (laughs) I think that I would get a lot less support um I mean I actually you know, I'm pretty um, active in the manga tube space. And I know there are some male manga tubers who may or may not fit into the neck beard stereotype who also talk about hentai and they don't get the, they don't have, they don't get the same res- the positive response. Like yeah. mm-hmm. most of their viewers are other neck beardy types <laughs> and they're not getting like praised for it and people yeah. kind of see them as a little more creepy when yeah. we're like talking about the same stuff I definitely think yeah. that me being a woman kind of gives me a like the leeway I guess to be more like yeah. oh look at this because people aren't uh, I guess people don't feel threatened like they don't feel like I'm going to be creepy toward them you know? So Mm -hmm. I I don't, I haven't really experienced anything like negative. No one's been like, ew, you must be, I don't know, like some kind of creepy person. Okay. I'm sorry. Can y'all hear my kid? No, no. You can't. Okay. Just making sure (laughs) I can hear him. And I was just like, okay, good. But yeah, no, I haven't really experienced anything too, too negative yet. So that's good. (laughs) I think for me, like very much the same in that. So I never really talked about any of it. It got a little bit more because like I started getting more thirsty on my timeline when I started this Mm -hmm. podcast with Nisha Mm because having Nisha helped me see another woman who was like, yeah, we like hot things. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Because like I grew up in a very Catholic household, a very Mexican household where Mm -hmm. like bodily autonomy for a woman is not a thing. You have sex to have children. That's it. You don't talk about anything. I remember my cousin jokingly invited me and my mother to a uh, one of those like sex toy parties or like Mm. one of those like pretty much a pyramid scheme where somebody like gets a situation. Yeah. Uh, One of those things. And, um, they were playing a game and they said M and it came to me and I said masturbation really quick. Cause that was the first thing that came to my mind. My mom was like, Como? and I was like, <laughs> really, really? Um, and so it was like dramatic novella style too. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where like, I've had to unlearn the fact that women can't enjoy sex or the Mm -hmm. the women that women shouldn't enjoy sex Mm -hmm. that women shouldn't be allowed to embrace those parts and it's weird because I do think that there's like this weird thing culturally where I like I only started talking about yaoi and smut on my time like really when COVID hit and I was just reading a lot of it but also after I made sure to block my mother on Twitter and like Mm -hmm. all these other things because I was like, I don't really want them seeing that. And I also worry what people within my culture will think. Mm -hmm. And, but 
I've had so many people reach out to me. Like, I think when fleets first happened, I was like, so should I just use this to do Yaoi Rex? It will disappear. And I had like people like respond to them. Yes. Yes. Can you give me some, like all these things. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's turned into something where like in the same way that with you, Asia, Mm -hmm. like there is a positive, a positivity and respect and like, I've had people tell me like, it's so cool that your husband lets you talk about that. So I was like, well, one, let's it's not a let. <laughs> Two, this is kind of weird. But three, let's talk about why you think it's really interesting that a husband would let a wife talk about mm-hmm, these things. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is something where like, it's weird because like I get respect for owning my sexuality, but my husband somehow gets respect because he allows me to. Right. Which is like a really like weird, gross thing that happens. That comment smells. But yeah, yeah. But it comes from other women. Mm-hmm. And it's That's weird terrible. because I'm like, this is like, it's just a very weird thing. All that being said, I will say I have personally definitely been quote unquote weirded out by like dudes who are furries or like because I bring those negative stereotypes and mm-hmm. those stigmas with me like I've been at anime cons and like I don't like being next to the dude in the hentai jumpsuit because mm-hmm. I'm just like my brain is like oh no that should be a warning and hearing you kind of like say it and contextual contextualize mm-hmm. it that way Asia I'm kind of like oh Mm-hmm. We're doing the same thing. Yeah. This is, mm-hmm. I, I need to unpack this here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of <laughs> my stuff. So I guess for me, I like what both y'all said, cause I kind of feel very much in the middle. Cause like, yeah, me and Kate being friends and I will say friends first and then like starting this podcast and everything mm-hmm. that has kind of helped me a lot because like through Kate and then like through other people on my timeline, it's like, you meet more sex positive women. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like have this, inc- you have this community where it's like, it almost clicks. And like, cause I very similarly grew up in a black Christian household <sighs> yep. whose father is a pastor and everything. And you know, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of stuff where like, I, I think maybe like, I always felt like sex just, I was just like, this feels unfair. So am mm-hmm. I supposed to get any pleasure from this? Or I'm like, I was, I was that kid in Sunday school who's just like, I'm only supposed to do it to have babies, like not mm. for fun. And like, not. so it's like, I've always like struggled with that identity, like as a Christian, as a black Christian woman. And then as like, I feel I am a sex positive person mm-hmm. because you can have pleasure from sex and you can, and it should be enjoyable and you should not have shame in the things that bring you pleasure or that you mm-hmm. enjoy or like the, but the, whatever preferences you have along with that. But when it comes to like hentai, I think it's just because my first, it, it's taken me a while to unpack it and not immediately think of tentacles and like, cause I think everyone always thinks it's like child pornography. Mm-hmm. I mean, they think of tentacles and child pornography. Right. And yeah. For me, yeah. that was, a, that was my first thought about it too. Like, yeah. so Kate, when you did, when you did talk about it, I think, yeah, everyone thinks of tentacles, but I also think a lot of people think of this, like it's this perverse thing and yeah. it's wrong because it sexualizes women and it sexualizes children, which I'm not going to act like that doesn't exist, but right. there, is a very, there is a big, hard red line between mm-hmm. like that and the other things, because like I per- I'm not, I don't consume it. I don't like anything that mm-hmm. looks like a child mm-hmm. and anything that I consume in that way. So it's like at first I had to like unpack things that way. Yeah. But so like when it comes to like when we talk about identities, I do feel like as you know, 
women and then also specifically as like black and brown women Mm -hmm. we probably find ourselves in more spaces where like there's other people like us and who are like supportive of us on one end but then there's that other side of it where like I'll have dudes (coughs) sorry dudes who are like fans of anime and like they'll look at me weird if I say like I watch I've like I've watched or I've I've taken part of Pinda and I'm like Mm -hmm everybody watches porn and it's not that that's that's the reason why I don't easily bring that up I don't bring that up at all mm, if somebody yeah. is asking me I've had I've dated men who love anime as much as me and they will never they never knew I liked hentai because I'm just like just, I yeah. don't I don't know if you'll judge me I don't know if you'll shun me I, I just because like from the interactions I've seen online and from the mm-hmm. little and when I do thirst Thankfully, most of the people I thirst with online and everything is just like they're very welcoming because that's mm-hmm. my community that I've built. But yeah, there always be somebody that come in like y'all just some thoughts for some two D men. I'm like, and your ass likes Orihime. Shut up. Name me your top five female characters and tell me if they're below a triple D. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and yeah, I can give you context taste culture in my picks and, but then like and again everybody can like what they like it's like some characters are drawn to be mm-hmm. attractive there is yeah. nothing wrong with looking at an animated person and saying that's attractive why mm-hmm. because they're drawn with the intention to be attractive right. like obviously i know they're not real but like <laughs> if i see a man in real life i'll be like hmm, yeah. attractive and then i see a 2d mm-hmm. man i'll be like you also have the features that i find attractive Mm-hmm. That is how we as humans operate. And I feel like it's just so stupid that it feels like we or get for me shamed. in Asia, it's a monster mm-hmm. and a wolf man, but a good tail and you know ears on top of a six pack or a tin pack. <laughs> Woo! As far as uh, like, I haven't gotten to the monster area with y'all yet. I just I'm I, I'm gonna dip my toe in slowly. Like, dip it in. Just dip and be it, like yeah. you just gotta just show me one who's like, you know, is he tall and broad and you know, big. <laughs> Go read kaiju number eight, ma'am. <laughs> I was gonna say you should read um the the Tanuki's lover. It's a dojin. Yeah. Um, there's a, it's a three-part series. Um down. You can read it on Iridori Comics. This is I swear this is not like a plug for them, <laughs> but it's one of my favorites. Um it. and it's about a human woman who is she is very busty she's hot who is dating a tanuki who he like can sh- sh- like shape shift kind right. of he can look human but then when he's in his hmm. not human form he doesn't look like what we think of tanuki like he's big and broad <laughs> this and sounds like my fine. brain and it also sounds like that miyazaki movie pompoko but like <laughs> oh, damn. Pompoko. Don't, don't cross the streams no no my line is that that's my line did i taint someone's childhood memory i'm sorry no, no you like, just ruined all the ones going forward oh well you're grown you're fine <laughs> it's one that i think it sounds like it and it's very sweet it's the uh the artist is actually a woman and i think that she does a very and she's she's very horny for monsters but all her all her stories are just very like i call them women friendly because mm-hmm. they the women never feel objectified yeah you no know, like they feel yeah. they feel like this is what they want you know yeah. like they mm-hmm. are genuinely asking for it and not you know 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's nice. It feels more realistic. It's just nice. It doesn't feel like, you know, male gazy or whatever. But yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's great. No, but I think, <laughs> I think you bring up a good point, though, too, Nisha. It's like when it comes to like kind of like saying that you like hentai, especially like with other men in the fandom. And unfortunately, a lot of men of color, that's the first thing they go to. Not gonna lie, been accepted yeah. by more white men than I have men of color when it comes to this stuff. Um, do you get the same respect? <laughs> Sorry. Do you, do you, no, well, but I, I think it's at, like, it, there is just this assumption of like what hentai is and who it's for. Mm. And we're not seen anywhere in that. Right. And um, I, I'm wondering, do either of y'all get, or I guess specifically Nisha, do you get the same reaction if you talk about something that's like an etchy, right? Cause like etchy and, and hentai aren't the same thing. And etchy is like everything but the sex, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, do you get the same thing when you're like, I love food wars or, you know, like stuff like that. Food wars specifically. I'm glad you brought that up because like I've gotten a mixed bag of it because I've recommended it to people and I'd be like, it's great. It's a cooking anime. And I didn't think anything about the edgy stuff because I'm like, it's a cooking show anime. Go watch it. Um, And then somebody would just like react back because I don't think of it as edgy first. I think of it as cooking show first, then edgy. Um, But the reactions I've gotten from it, from some people, it's like, oh no, this is great. This is good. Like, this is a great, this is a great show. But then like some guys, they'll come back and like, that's basically just porn. I'm like, I want y'all to understand that we all, not we all, I won't even say all. One, there's nothing wrong with consuming porn. As long Mm -hmm. as you're doing it in an appropriate way that doesn't harm anyone and isn't inflicting pain or, you know, et cetera on anyone. Mm -hmm. But a large number of people consume porn. So even if you like look at food, food wars and you're going to call it porn, it's not. But if you are, it's like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's edgy. It's not hentai. It's, it's very different. But it's just like this frustrating thing where people will just be like, that this is just that. It's just smut. I'm like, and I'm sure you've seen a Playboy magazine. I'm sure you've seen a Playgirl. Like it goes from men and women honestly some like reactions I've had where some people is like you didn't warn me about this and I'm like oh my bad we're like but we love it I'm like dope because I recommended it to a friend and his wife and like we did not know what the hell you had us watching but <laughs> at first but we're into it yeah interesting interesting yeah so um, it's amazing. I you know I'm gonna be honest and say that from my knowledge my audience tends to be predominantly female, female identifying, you know, um, there are some men that follow me and that I do talk, I mean, one of my Eurycast co-host um, is a straight g- white guy, you know, um, and, but I, I don't think that any of the guys that do follow me have, none of them have ever like come at me and been like, oh, wow, you you know, this is not something that you should be consuming as a black woman. Like even right. like the, even the black men that do follow me, um, most of them will get on and be like, where'd you get that? Give me the links, you know, like mm-hmm. I think that, but I also think that for the most part, despite the fact that I, in the beginning, when I say I gave like a wholesome image, it was only because like at the time, 
I was, when I first started Mama Loves Manga, I was more actively reading like kind of, you know, like more wholesome things, I guess. Um, and then I slowly was like, you know, what? I'm going to introduce more of what I read. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and I did that fairly early on. So people kind of have grown, like, that's what they expect from me. Like, I think in my circle, I am known for being thirsty <laughs> and I'm known for like, be like for liking, you know, hentai and smut and all that stuff. So I, because I have kind of established that people expect it. So like, when I tweet stuff, I mean, I will make, th- I will make Yona of the Dawn thirsty, you know, and like posting and people are like, whoa, you're like, I'm like, yeah. me with Prince Freya. But it is thirsty though. Have you seen hot with the honey? <laughs> but I got you that. <laughs> all I had to say, hot with the honey. And, and we all know. We all know it's, Oh God, Yona is thirsty. Oh, it is. Well, and I think that that's the other like access, right? Like I, I I think, I genuinely think when Nisha and I started this podcast, I've been surprised by how many men follow us and interact with us and it's never shamey or judgy. Right. And it is very like, they want to hear us thirst about Pete. They want to hear, like, it's kind of like- like, they enjoy it. Yeah. And not in like a weird way. It's like a genuinely like open- Like it's a, it's an open like enjoyment and acceptance that I don't think I had ever seen outside of like okay so like my Oscar Isaac post anytime anything Oscar Isaac happens I I swear <laughs> if I ever get to get to interview that man I will have to delete my entire presence <laughs> from online there's Yo. literally a picture of me photoshopped onto a lollipop. <laughs> Um, but, uh, when it comes to all the anime stuff and everything, like it has like, when we do, when we talk about it on the podcast or like we link it to the podcast, it is extremely welcoming. I think the only thing I've gotten wasn't, or like the only like thing I've gotten directly was like, Hey, you should probably make an alt account for all that. I'm like, well, no, because like, like I get it. And it is weird because I have to walk that line because I'm not just a manga person. Like I review right. film. I'm, I'm, I'm a film critic. Right. I do work in games and I do stuff that isn't like, I feel like if I was just anime and manga, I could lean to it a lot more, but it is very much like, how do I ride this line? And like, what can I talk about? How open can I be? And so I've kind of been testing to see what responses as I get more open mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's going up like more people are enjoying it as I get more open but I still have to be brand conscious. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what brands will work with me if I talk about this stuff? Right. But then at the same time, like, I have a full-time career outside of this. Like, I think I may just thirst for things. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, my main thing. like, I don't know. It's weird. And and I will say, like, as much as, like, the comments about, like, Matt letting me do these things, like, it rubs me the wrong way and it's very weird. It is one of those things, like, we've never had that conversation. Like, it, it's weird mm. to me that people assume that, like, there was a conversation where he was like, sure, honey, you can be thirsty. But it, right. it, it, <laughs> like, like, it's just accepted and understood. And I asked him a while back, like, does it bother? He's like, Why? He's like, right. we sleep in the same bed, so I don't know why it would bother me if you're thirsty online. Right. Like, it, it, it's something that I don't, I just don't think people understand at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting that you say that because like my husband, 
he never really had Twitter. Um, and then like he recently, like fairly like a, a few months ago, he created a Twitter to just to follow me because he was just because he was like, you know, I want to support like I he's already supportive. I mean, he buys me all like my, you know, tech stuff. But this year cool. he's been like here like the past six months or so he's been really wanting to like really see what it is that I do. And he was like, I really love your Twitter. He's like, I love just seeing your thirst trap posts and like seeing you like thirst for like he just he like enjoys it I even got him to be on one of my thirsty Thursday videos all, just his hands because he was yeah. like I don't want my face on there but like I had I made him react with me to a hentai which was hilarious people loved it they're like oh my gosh we want more from from him have him on again um and so like I don't know, but we also, we've been together since we were 18. There is no, there is no such thing as like him letting, he knows, we know each other like mm -hmm. so well that there's nothing that surprises him about me. He's never surprised. Like he knows I'm hella bive. He knows I'm hella thirsty. So it would be weird for someone to come to me and say like, oh, it's great that your husband lets you, lets me. Are you, what do you mean? Right. Lets me. That's weird. But a lot of people live that way. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do have that dynamic where they have to get permission to be themselves from their husbands or whatever. Yeah. Which, and it's funny too, because like even because like my husband's a co-founder of our site. Mm -hmm. And so like technically he could have had that conversation. Like from mm -hmm. a brand perspective, true. Could you be you never even did that? It was just like, oh, Kate's on her shit again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he has Twitter, so he's all of it. Right, right. That's how he knows when my yaoi shipments are coming. In. Right. And I'm yeah. like, and I feel like that's just how it should be of just like in relationships in general, of like mm. whether it's maybe maybe it's hentai, maybe it's whatever, but it's just like we're all adults here. I can say if I find somebody attractive, it's a, it's the difference of yeah. like I'm not in their DMs trying to get at mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And like, especially with like anime and hentai, like you have nothing. What to am I gonna go, go do? Right. Am I gonna roll right. up to Sashomaru and be like, "Yo, let me get at it"? Like that's, right. well, that's never I, gonna happen. It's the worst never like, gonna happen. But the people who are so insecure, and you know, like it's true because I'm. Sure I guess like, like buy a cardboard cutout. I don't know, <laughs> like hump it or something. Like I can like dry hump a cardboard cutout. Like I mean, you know, okay. they got some dolls. I'm sure somewhere someone's yeah, probably true. put together a doll. I don't know, but I just feel like when, cause I'm single, I'm currently single. And my mm. whole thing is like, whoever I end up dating or whatever, I would hope that like, I could be as open as y'all are, because like, that is something that I think is very key in relationships. Like, Hey, you might look over my shoulder one day as I'm on my tablet reading something. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, it's like, I don't want your reaction to be like, I don't know, whatever it will be. I mean, like who wants to walk in on like, or spouse watching porn but like actually no I feel like I like it but I feel, thank you <laughs> so I'm like actually I can retract it because I have to think about it twice because I'm like there's like there's bound people can have their boundaries with it mm. but then it's also just like you know depending on like if I'm in a relationship with somebody like y'all are with, in y'all relationships it's just as simple as like that's their taste that's what mm -hmm. they like and I have no control over it as I should not have right. any control over it so it's like yeah so if I it's like it would be the, it's the same thing it's like if I walked in and the guy I was dating I'm like oh are you reading the porn mag cool okay nothing new and just like move, just go about your day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't know it's 
it's I feel like it's just weird when people think of it as like it's something that a man or a woman has to allow their significant other yeah. to do. Right. It's especially because we're like, all adults. And it also just makes me feel bad for like my husband because I'm like, do you think that he's like that? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like because it's less like something about me because I'm powerful for doing it no matter what. Right. But like, do you think that my husband is like that? Like, right. it's weird. I will say, like, as a last talking point, too. Um, do you all think that there's just a different standard for like porn and animation versus like humans? Because I feel like when we see like the you know everybody watches porn slogan, it's kind of like everybody watches porn except anti those are the weird people like right. i don't like how do you feel about like the differences between the two and like how they're perceived well i definitely think there is a stigma for being a person like i mean even okay hentai aside like people already get made fun of for ha- for being attracted to um fictional characters mm-hmm. like that's already right. like a thing we're like ew you're a weirdo for thinking yeah. fictional character like and even like even my husband has said like Although like we had fun reacting, you know, to the hentai together, he had even said, he's like, he understands why I like it, but he just, he is not some, he doesn't, to him, pictures, cartoons, it it doesn't do anything to him. He does prefer real people. Mm -hmm. I have explained to him, like, first of all, I'm demisexual. So like, I actually, when I look at a person, like a real person, I can objectively say that they are attractive, but I don't get, I don't get sexual stimulation from looking at people because I have to know them first. Like I have to have like an emotional kind of connection with them to start feeling sexual urges toward them. Yeah. Whereas with fictional characters, I don't need that. And I know and I think my brain just re- recognizes that this is just like this isn't real. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. There is no need for me to have like an emotional connection to them because they are purely just like fictional people yeah. who are made to look like basically perfect, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. fun to. It's kind of like I'm kind of a voyeur, and so it like gives me the space to like watch people without worrying about consent without worrying about like yeah. you know feeling like a creeper because they're not because they're not real people they don't have feelings you know yeah. there's no complicated stuff to it so right um I but but people do kind of like have this like negative feelings toward people who like pictures because they're like ew you're weird like I don't think it's weird I actually I mean I do like I do consume human porn every now and then not nearly as much these days actually now that I think about it I do consume it occasionally but I'm super picky with it too Um, because again I need when it's a human being I'm like oh I need it I just I need like some sort of like connection and Mm -hmm. also there's I think I was telling my husband like there's this thing where like a human like humans have imperfect we all have imperfections you know and some and when I'm not like when you're emotionally invested in a person you overlook a lot of like flaws they flaws that they might have you know so like if if they shave and they have like razor bumps or something when you are emotionally connected to them you don't care about that they're sexy even with their razor bumps you know but like 
if I'm not emotionally connected to them and I'm watching porn, it kind of is distracting. I'm like, ooh, I don't want to see that. I would much rather look at like a fake character. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Um, if right. I'm just doing, if I'm just trying to get like, you know, s- some stimulation or whatever, yeah. I'd rather mm-hmm. look at just an impossibly perfect person um, than a real person that I don't know and don't care about. <laughs> I guess yes. that's yeah. a long-winded explanation for why I like um, 2D characters a little more than humans. That's <laughs> a really that. good explanation, though, and I had never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I no joke, I probably read between 20... 20- 25 to 50 chapters of yaoi like per night like on like i'm just working through i already like got through all my fudakia stuff and i oh got it <laughs> and i'm like on the lesson like mm-hmm. but that like i get to know these characters and they're perfect yeah. and i know that this guy is an asshole starting but in 99.9 percent of the stories he's gonna have a moment and it's gonna mm-hmm. change and so like Oh my God. I had yeah. not thought about it like that. That's such a, that's, that's I'm really just, insightful. Honestly. I'm a weirdo who has, who's like is in my head all the time. And like, but yeah, I just, when I realized that I was demisexual, like a lot of things like, like kind of clicked for me because yeah. I've always been, I say always, but like from, I mean, in 2004, I was 18, you know? Um, and so like, that was still kind of a formative time for me. And that was when I first discovered, you know, hentai and I realized, oh, I like this, but in, but I previously never felt like sexual feelings toward people, like real people, um, unless I knew them well. There's a reason why my husband was my first because I felt like emotionally connected to him and it didn't matter if he was like perfect or not, you know? Um, but yeah, so it's just, there's a comfort in fake characters <laughs> that I don't necessarily, and there's, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're, you are attractive to them because it's not about you. It's, you're just watching these characters get plowed and it's like, oh, that's fun. I like this. Mm-hmm. There's no anxiety, no insecurity. Yeah. You don't have to worry about like whether they love you. <laughs> Or if right. just, like, you know, it, 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 quit it. Like, <laughs> honestly, I also feel like we just need to have like a longer discussion too about like problematic things in anime and manga and why, for some freaking reason, it doesn't bother me like it does in live action media. Like, I don't care. Like, Don't Be Cruel is probably one of my favorite series, and I don't care that it was an entirely coercive situation in the in the first like four chapters or four volumes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I love and. it's 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 a disconnect and Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm understanding it more now that you're talking I'm so thankful you (laughs) came with this podcast I'm so thankful that y'all invited me (laughs) no this is great and I I like I really like what you said because like while I don't identify as demisexual I do feel very similar in that whole thing of like when I like can totally look at a man or like even a woman and say like they're attractive and then Mm -hmm. I can have like urges but like I would not act on those urges because like I prefer the emotional connection with Mm -hmm. said person if I'm going to engage in sex with them Mm -hmm. and I just I can't get I've never been able to get past that and it's like a thing but like when you think about when I consume like hentai or porn it's like I don't need that but Mm -hmm. like you said with hentai it's like 
I can find a doujinshi with like mm-hmm. Kakashi. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can read these 50 pages and I'm good. It gives me what I need. But mm-hmm. like, I also don't have that connection with real life porn where mm-hmm. it's like, nah, I just, I, I can't. Like, no, not that one, not that one. No, yeah. I'm like, and it just, I feel picky, but it's just like, in the, in like, in the back of my brain, it's like, you ju- it's just people having sex. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, but I don't find him attracting. I don't find her attracting. And then I'm, and then I'm thinking of the depth behind them. Like, does she, does she find him attracting? Because I don't find him attracting. And why is why is he with her? And it's, it's distracting. It's so distracting. And it's I oh, I'm just I'm really glad that you brought that up because yeah. you're right. I feel like it does take away the pressures of it and it makes it easier to consume it when you're not so focused on like, oh, but that person doesn't have what I like and they this mm-hmm. and this and that. When you can just be like, here are characters that I like yes. like here is an imperfect human who is like got a 10 pack of abs and is an eight foot tall <laughs> or you like, monster man <laughs> also so i'm not gonna lie so like if i if if there's a porn clip or a hentai clip mm-hmm. no sound like everything is just happening okay cool my brain can check out Ooh, look at that yes but if there's any sound i feel like castiel in supernatural where he's like why is the pizza man coming why is he walking inside does she like being spanked and like I don't know why my brain goes there and smut and yaoi and all that just lets me get my answers yeah but you know what I'm glad you said sounds because that is another one because like sometimes the sounds be hit or miss Mm -hmm. like and that's why I think I'm not wrong that's why I prefer reading because I'm like Mm -hmm. no I cannot hear her make that sound because it's Mm -hmm. I just I don't like it I don't like when they're crying oh Oh. but I will say like I I am really thankful that like overall I feel like I'm finding more women like me and I'm even more thankful that I'm finding more women of color like me Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it is super like honestly one of like the first reasons that I started being more sex positive like online was because I started like listening to Danny Fernandez's uh pod or, like podcast and like following her and she does work with Funimation she likes anime she like all this stuff and she is Latina she's Mexican-American specifically and she mm-hmm. openly talks about sex and being sexy and embracing these things and That was the first time I had really seen somebody who looked like me came like she's originally from Texas, like my background doing those things. And I was like, oh, shit, it's okay." And so now I'm hoping I'm hoping with with did you have to I'm hoping with people that follow me, follow Nisha and, and follow you. Aisha or Aisha, sorry, uh, Aisha. I have a friend named Aisha, like yeah, it's Arabic. Spelled so, yes, <laughs> it is actually an Arabic name, and I have been asked by Arabic people so many times. Like, and they insist, they have insisted. And oh my like, gosh, is I promise? They're like, no, somewhere. And I'm like, no, my my family just liked that name. That <laughs> I promise. I'm well, so- I think it is a beautiful name, and I apologize for saying no, that. It's okay. It's- uh, but yeah, but like honestly, like. I feel like there are just more women finding their power and liking these things and liking hentai and being open about it. And it, it's really good. And it's honestly like, I mean, I already said it like when we started this podcast, like finding your Twitter, Alicia, <laughs> like that was a lot for me. I was like, oh my God, yes, <laughs> there's somebody out there doing this. And it, 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 and I think that it means for me, 
Mm. It means more when it comes from a woman of color because like, um, like with just the way society is, we're not going to be protected most of the time. We're going to get it the worst. Like, and yeah. it, it's just really important to see that positivity right. or that, that sex positivity yes. and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, well, you know, and to be yeah. honest, one thing I will say that I have noticed, um, and I won't name names, but like the women in this feed, like in this space, the manga anime space who talk about hentai or just like even etchy or just like anything sexual within that space the ones that have that seem to be more popular have been either white or asian which asian i understand because it you know hentai anime it's you know it's japanese so i kind like i understand mm-hmm. that but yeah like it, it's been a lot of like i feel like white girls and asian girls have a tendency to get a little bit more of a pass because in general they are more desired by the male population like they're seen as more of like a a beauty standard or whatever and so people are like yeah wow we really like this like these you know hot girls like whatever whereas I do feel like women of color typically we are not seen as um you know, the ideal and yeah. we're already hypersexualized anyway. Yep. So people, yeah. It's almost like people will be like, ugh, of like this fast black girls do, you know, just being fast. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so there is kind of, I, again, like I personally haven't had anyone come for me, but I also do realize that I fit certain beauty standards that make people want to be more accepting towards me like I when it comes like when it comes to body types I've always had what people typically describe as the white girl body and so when I hear like black women talking about oh like the white girls they want our curves and I'm like your curves because I didn't get none (laughs) so I can kind of under like I I do feel like there's a lot of things that I that I have that kind of have allowed me mm-hmm. to kind of come into that space. But what I want to see is more, you know, women of color, especially women of color who are not skinny as rails and, you know, and like medium brown, you know, um, or in some cases, some people have accused me of being light-skinned, which I rebuke. Don't look at Where? me like Okay, I was no, like, no, 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 I mean, wait, and like, how? Yeah, because I'm like, where, where, where? I've also, people have like tried to crap on me too and be like, oh, you're a red bone because my nose is red sometimes. And I'm like, I'm brown, thanks. Don't try to do that for me. But you're right, there'd be people like that. So that's, yeah, and it's just like, it's there's I just I want to see more people like just more like a a wider I guess a wider range of Mm -hmm. women of color being a feeling like they can be more sex positive and open and not feeling like and not having to deal with respectability politics yeah um because anytime black and brown women decide to I guess kind of like own their sexuality oh well that just doesn't look good for black women or latino mm-hmm. women. you know like it right. just it's we're already stereotyped as this and so you shouldn't be you need to be yeah. and all the stuff and 
No, we don't have right. to do that. We don't have to ignore our sexuality just because we've been over-sexualized in general. Like that has yeah, nothing right. to do with us as individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not fair. Um, You're right. So I just, I say all that to say, do what you want, read what you want, talk about sex if you want, if you're an adult, yeah. <laughs> like all yes. of this, if you're an adult, like, mm-hmm. but yeah. I like that because, and I guess like, just to like add on to what y'all said, it definitely is that like thirst aid kit for me mm. was a big part of like I don't want to say sexual awakening because I feel like I've always been a very physical person and enjoying all of that stuff but it's it's the knowing that we're allowed to embrace our sexuality and not feel shame and not feel like we have to hide it like it's something that we have to tuck under a bed or like shut down deep deep down Mm -hmm. and not acknowledge because you're right I feel like as black and brown women people already hypersexualize us as young girls like from a young age like yes. you said, like, we're called fast if we wear something. Like, we're called fast if we wear the same shorts that the girls in high school who are white wore the same shorts. Yep. So I'm like, I just have a different shape or mm-hmm. I just, like, developed early, but I'm right. deemed as inappropriate and mm-hmm. fast and therefore I have to be ashamed of my body. But then now as we get older, you're right. It's like, I do feel like a lot of women who are, like, celebrated for being sexually positive I've seen and then when we see in this and we're saying specifically in the space and outside of the space I will say it's like it's the white and Asian women too and it's like no shade to them but it's more so the people who are accepting and celebrating them over us and it's like Mm -hmm. me and Kate started this podcast because we realized black and brown women don't have a space to have these conversations and to have this safety and to be able to talk about these things mm-hmm. in a very safe space where we can explore and have conversations like this because it's needed and it's great that you came on and you said all this stuff because I'm like <laughs> yes this reaffirms so much yes and, y'all are doing great things oh thank you <laughs> it's just and I like like you said I hope that anybody listeners I hope any of y'all who listen to this podcast this episode that y'all really enjoyed it and maybe it'll hopefully inspire you to you know check out hentai to maybe remove some of the stigmas you might have had before you listen to this episode and I think that that's what we do here did you have to we hope that you know we can encourage other people so because like I feel like by me and Kate starting this podcast and us creating this space it's really helped me and it's helped me find other women who are like supportive in that way and have that more sexual positivity and it's not like to your point like I've Shout out to the Clovers. It's like a group chat of girls who love Black Clovers. <laughs> and with the Black Clovers, I love them. So if any of y'all listening, I love y'all. But like, when I tell you our FaceTimes of like 20 plus people, and it's just be like, hey, did y'all read this manga? And then like, they talk about hentai. Or like, we'll just talk about stuff with each other. And just like, or just like talking about anime in general. So like, not hentai, but like anime in general. It's like, this is so nice. And it's not yes. toxic. And it's just, you're able to talk about it. And we all like look different. Mm-hmm. like sizes shades mm-hmm. whatever and it's just so positive and yeah. I want to see more of that same absolutely 100% same I love to see I love that y'all are here I love what y'all are doing um and I just I don't know I just want to see more of it like 
period I just love I love women like I have a soft spot <laughs> for women <laughs> always have not just because I'm bi but because just in general I love women like right. I think that we are amazing creatures like we have like literally humans wouldn't exist without us so yeah right I mean I, mean, I guess we kind of need men as well but who I look pretty I, have a thing. <laughs> I do like the sometimes but <laughs> I'm pretty sure we could have figured out how to exist without them and like make a utopia oh, yeah. maybe but... <laughs> <laughs> nah I love this y'all good right I mean sadly same <laughs> right um... I'm a stare at my yaoi like mm-hmm and like that's my life I'm like without men I don't get Vegeta or Brawly or say or like I'm just like listing like, them all well, off. I'm like it's like maybe some of them can stay <laughs> <laughs> some of them can stay right. uh, well I think this was a phenomenal episode and I'm really thankful that we got to have you on Asia. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, your work, and how they can keep up with you? Um, so you can find me pretty much, pretty much everywhere on the internet um, at Mama Loves Manga, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Okay, that's not everywhere. That's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I do have a website, mamalovesmanga.com. Um, I guess also like I have done some like work for Viz. So I guess if you want to go to their page and like see some stuff that I've done there and like, like give it like, so they keep me, <laughs> so they keep me there, you know, but yeah, mostly mama loves manga. Just, you can type it up and stuff will pop up. Um, yeah. Oh, and the Yowie shelf and the Yuri cast. Um, I do have them listed in my Twitter bio, but yeah, follow the Yowie shelf and the Yuri cast because I talk about gay stuff on both of those those podcasts. I think that's it. I think that's all I do. Nice. Yes. Awesome. And if you're listening to this and you want to join our conversation, head on over to Twitter at DYHT underscore pod. And if you want to hear more of us, head over to patreon.com slash but why though B-U-T-W-H-Y-T-H-O, where you can get access to manga trash, where me and Nisha talk about a lot of the titles that we just talked about um, oh. in detail. Yeah. Uh, so you can get all of that on uh, Patreon. And you can find me at Omamithrandir on Twitter, where I kind of talk about Yaoi all the time. And and Taman when he drops a new video. And apparently Kai, because he's going to be dropping like five more videos over the course of the rest of the month, which I am so excited for. But maybe has his first solo. Um, that's K-pop, if you don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, Misha. Thanks. And y'all can also find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Nisha Plays. Um, yeah, see all my cosplay. I have a new one coming up soon where I'm going to do Maki from Fire Force. Or maybe I'll change my mind and I'll do something else with that green wig that I still have. I don't know. <laughs> um, and other things like I feel like now oh, I'm free. Nisha is a free elf because I finished my finals. So I'm about to change <laughs> all of the smut things. More One Piece tweets coming. I'm just Oh, I haven't had time, Oh yeah, I'm back. What, uh, we do need our One Piece update. What episode are you on now? 
906. 906. And you have. You have it pulled up. 28 more days. We had 20 more, eight more days. Oh, no, not 28. 27, 27 more. What is 31 minus 12? <laughs> We're asking the wrong. 19. My, 19. 19 days. You got 19 days. My husband's a scientist. Days I am watch. not. 19 days to watch less than 50 episodes, Kate. I'm going to win this bet. Your ass is going to get another Zorro statue, isn't it? Yes, I am. <laughs> I and better yet, I proved you wrong. I proved everybody wrong. I proved you proved Doyle Travis wrong. That is the. I'm about to like blast him. I'm like, you said I couldn't do it. Hey, <laughs> did it. But anyways, yeah, y'all can find me there. I'm like, oh, and I'm just loving it so much. We have to do a one piece episode, so I have to tell Kate that she can't finish it so that she can do it. You can literally catch up in the manga in one week. You just said you read fifty chapters a night. Because I'm watching hot men have sex and emotional and I'll work through their emotional Sanji trauma. And Zorro. I'll send you some Sanji and Zoro, Dojinshi. But that means that I'm not reading the manga, ma'am. You don't but understand. That will inspire you to read the manga. Hmm. Will it though? Or will I just start reading more Dojin? If, if I can just get you to start reading some form of One Piece, I think it will trickle down the trickle down effect that they talk about <laughs> in the economics class. Ma'am, <laughs> Reagan was wrong and we all know that. <laughs> anyway close out uh, the show nisha i know I'm, all right i'll take us out will you guys go follow mama loves manga you should if you haven't already aka asia <laughs> will you be more open to exploring hentai after this episode if you haven't already and will i ever get kate to watch one piece find out <laughs> next time on did you have to bye did You Have To is co-produced by Kate Sanchez and Lanisha Campbell. Our intro is done by Dr. Emery Stephen Daniel. And our outro and intro music is by Benjamin Tissot, a.k.a. Ben Sound.